a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in theory. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to mere peasants. Use weapons. Hello, I'm Peter Dunn, and this is the Million Dollar Plan. On this show, we tackle all sorts of financial issues, and we're going to do that today. How about that for the new open, by the way? Uh, that was terrible, though we're going with it. I Here's the deal. I had a pile of vegetables for lunch. I'm not going to lie. I was like, I want to make a healthy food choice. I had a pile of vegetables. So that has me really thrown off, and I don't know what's happened to me. Speaking of not knowing what's happening, let's welcome our guest this week. His name is Joe. He's a uh, minority owner of a business, which I assume means he's also a ginger. And uh, he, he's trying to decide what, what his retirement path looks like because he and his wife are both working. She eventually wants to stay home. And he joins us now. We've been talking about him like he's not here. And he is here. Hello, Joe. Hi, Peter. How are you? I'm good. I like you calling me Peter. Makes me think that my wife has <laughs> somehow deepened her voice. And uh, So, J- Joe, are you doing well? You're doing okay? I'm doing pretty good today. What do you have for lunch? Oh, I haven't had lunch yet. Oh, which means you're in on the West Coast, doesn't it? It sure does. All right, excellent. So what's the deal? All right, so you got a business. You're, you're a partner in the business. You and your wife are doing fine financially. Uh, but, what, but what now? What's going on? The real deal is that although we're doing fine, my wife would like to ideally stay home with the kids. Okay. And retire early so whatever retire early means so for us that means trying to set a realistic retirement number okay and based on that number what age she and myself could retire at how old are the both of you right now i am 39 and she is 34 okay so she is much younger i mean much much younger like significantly almost creepy no i'm just kidding um okay so she's younger and, like, when you guys talk about a retirement age, like, what age keeps popping up? Well, for her, it's as soon as possible. Okay. Uh, for me, for me, that's the question is, I, I, I know that 67 is full retirement age. I would love to not work to that if I don't have to. I would love to be in my early 60s if possible. Okay. But I have a hard time setting a realistic number and, and, and really knowing how to budget for retirement. All right, well, let's do it. That's why you're here. Uh, Nicole, let's take a look at some of the numbers here. Um, Joe is 39 years old. I'm going to do this like, uh, what's the uh, love connection? Nicole, you aren't old enough to uh, have seen the love connection, are you? I think I know what you're talking about, though. Someone in the office made an Alex P. Keaton reference today, and you had it, no idea what the hell we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, it went right over my head. All right, so here's the love. Joe's 39 years old. His gross annual income is $180,000. His net monthly income is Right at the tick of $9,100. Long-term savings, $252,000. Monthly 401k contributions, $2,800 a month. And his savings account balance is $50,000. Joe, is most of that accurate? That's pretty close to accurate. Okay, good. Sometimes I mess up. All right, so uh, bring that back up, Nicole. You're, uh, please, ma'am. Uh, you're at $180,000 of income. If your wife stops working, if she retires early, if that's what we're calling that, uh, 
how much goes away? About 80000 Okay. Uh, so that takes your... Is she maxing out her 401k right now? She is now. We, we, we were a little... Uh, little under for the past couple of years and then i just got or not maxing out i just updated us to 15 percent okay contributions on everything so your net income goes down uh probably what's her take home pay like her specifically oh her specifically is eighty thousand gross so if it's uh, monthly around 3500 bucks a month depending on how many pay periods 3500 a month so that ninety one hundred goes to what fifty six hundred a month. Yep. What do you think? So you've been able to accumulate fifty thousand bucks. Has that been because you've been cash flowing uh, in a positive way on a month month basis, or are there big chunks of money coming in? Like, how uh, how are you on a month to month basis? I've done that a little bit of both. I've I've always been a saver, and I've always had it going over to the side automatically every month. We've had. And, and I've been doing that for a long time. And then we've had some big chunks of money through bonuses and that sort of thing that have come in over time as well. Sure. And so that's that's been a long time of building building these savings. Are you still putting fifty? Or are you putting any money towards that fifty thousand dollars on a monthly basis? I'm not right now. We okay. have a car savings account that we were putting money aside that I've that I've stopped on. Is our life like? I feel like. That's what we're doing. Like we stop, we have plenty of money in savings, but where we were saving for a car right now. And I also saw in the notes here, uh, addicted to bass fishing. Very addicted to bass fishing. <laughs> Here's the deal. Okay. I have not bass fished uh, effectively since about October and I have no ability to do so anytime soon. And I'm gone most of March and April and for Christmas, the holiday I celebrate, um, People got me a bunch of bass fishing stuff. So currently, as it stands, Joe, right now, I just watch YouTube videos of other people fishing. That's pretty much how I do it now, too. It's, it's living vicariously through them. Between work and kids, I don't have as much time as I used to. My wife has stopped mocking me for, like, she'll walk by, and she, she no longer says, are you watching bass fishing videos? She just sort of walks by and just lets me live that sad piece. Unfortunately, that same exact thing has happened at my house. Uh, my, my wife still does make fun of me yeah. whenever I'm doing it late at night, though. It's pretty sad. How long have you been fishing? I, this is not the point of the show, but it is now. How long have you been fishing? Oh, since I was a kid. I was raised fishing. See, I just discovered it in my 39th year, which it's like I'm mad at all my forefathers for not really bringing me down that direction. It's like they clearly were not good survivalists because I'm, I'm not. No, you've missed a lot of time. I have. Uh, you know, it's like the thing about people like, I don't want to die early because I love my family. I, I, I got a lot of fishing left to do. That's the way I view it. It's like, oh, they're great and all the family, but I'll miss so much fishing. Okay. Um, so here's where I think I'm going with this. Like, How much is going towards the car uh, fund right now? Uh, right now, I was putting... Um, 600 months, or I'm sorry, $800 a month aside for a while, and uh, and I've recently cut that to nothing, and we're going to have to buy a new car soon, so we're going to deplete those funds. Nicole, let me see uh, the debt and the housing stuff. Uh, pull that up for me, will you? Uh, there we go. Uh, no debt, no medical bills, no student loans. I could have asked you these things, but uh, $2,000 a month mortgage, and it's a 30-year fixed at 4%. Um, so... What do you spend all your money on other than lures? Like, what, what are you spending your money on? 
Oh, family right now, I guess. Family, uh, kids, school, shoes for my wife. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a shoe problem myself. Think about that. I've got your bass fishing problem and your wife's shoe problem. I am quite the combo. That's a big problem. It is a big problem. That is a big problem. I, uh, how, what would happen if you subtracted $3,500 a month out of your life right now from a cash flow perspective? Do you have daycare from expenses? We do have daycare expenses. How much? Yes. Um, I don't know that answer off the top of my head. That's a good one to know. I could try to find, I could try to find out real quick. Uh, kind of figure that out as you're doing that. What's your? Uh, this is a brainless kind of information that you know. What's the biggest bass you ever caught? What a way? About six pounds. What? I'm at four. Four like four point one nine. I think is my PB. Ah, uh, that's not bad for fishing for like four months, right? That's right. That's not bad. That's what I tell myself. I think it was lucky. Um, I did. Oh, I did buy it at the grocery store. For being honest, I just like I bought it and I cooked it. No, no, I seriously caught it. Uh, what do you think? Uh, what, are you, what are you paying daycare? You figured that out yet? I'm looking. I'm trying to look on my... I like to imagine yeah, that you've probably... got like a Rolodex and you're just thumbing through them very quickly and turning the wheel looking for the looking well, for it an answer. You know, it's close. About $1,000 a month. Okay. So really the net... And, and I'm going to be presumptuous here. Your wife stays home. She's taking care of the kids. No one's going to daycare, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, so that's a net $2,500 difference. I mean, you see what we're doing here? We're trying to say like what we're saving versus what you're losing and that sort of thing. Yep. So, and then, um, once the car is paid for, you buy the car, then you're not saving $600 a month towards a new car and you're not putting it towards savings. Is it reasonable to see, think that that $600 can then be not saved because you wouldn't be earning it? Yes. Okay. So now we're down to 1900 bucks. Um, I can't imagine she uses a ton of fuel to get back and forth from work. I mean, does she? No. Okay. What other expenses can eliminate? Does she eat out for lunch every day at like Foga de Chow, like a $39 lunch every day? No, we, we try to keep it, we try to keep it pretty tight on, on, on going out too much. You ever go to one of those Brazilian steakhouses and just get overwhelmed by the amount of meat? I love it. It's one of my favorite things. I have a coworker here, and we all went once just for fun a couple years ago. And the guys were coming around with the meat swords, just like just like just shoving meat swords right into your face, and she just couldn't handle it. I guess she just got she about hyperventilated. It was it was something. A little difficult to say that out loud, isn't it? I feel okay about it, but then again, we have the ability to edit this show. Um, <laughs> so okay, so we're at nineteen hundred. What else can go? Can anything else go that's like easy that goes to make the numbers work? easy i just that's that's the problem i just don't think that there's a whole lot of easy i feel like i feel like we live a pretty straightforward life as of right now yeah so basically what we're saying is fifty six hundred dollars a month plus the 1900 that we can't really account for i mean i say you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so seventy five hundred dollars a month is what you think it takes to live your lifestyle the way you live it. I think so, and maybe it's because I'm saving so much as well. I'm saving for my college kids, as my, my college uh, savings for my children, so that's about $1,000 a month that I'm putting aside. Interesting. All right, so that's a, th- yeah. That's a lot. How much do you have in there? Uh, about $21,000. 
Each or total? Total. How old are they? Uh, six years old and three years old. Oh, my God. Your house is so loud, isn't it? It is terrifying. Oh, loud. it's so loud. I just want to watch fishing videos. And that's why I put on headphones, honey. It's why I put... Headphones. Sorry. I didn't call you, honey. I just assumed. My wife doesn't watch the show. Um, interesting. Okay. So there's a couple other issues here. Number one, you're part of a business that... Eh, you tell me. You said, you said it, it, it's not going amazing, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's not going amazing. It's, it's one of those things that we'll have to keep evaluating as we go, but I don't think that I can necessarily count on that as being a long-term retirement plan right now. Do you have the sort of skills, or are you in a particular sort of industry where you're, you, you are marketable and hireable uh, if you ever needed to switch directions? If people ask me that question, I would say absolutely not. I, uh, I have no measurable <laughs> skills whatsoever, uh, which is sadly true. Um, hmm. And then, is your wife in an industry that she could go part-time? Or is that like an idea? Is, that like, is she like a dental hygienist who apparently every dental hygienist I know is part-time and they make like $90,000 anyway? Uh, her industry, um, her, for her to be part-time, it's almost not worth it. Okay. Uh, but full time is so okay. not necessarily. I don't think so. She's a bookie. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is interesting, right? Because let's look at your million dollar day. If you kept it up, I mean, if you kept doing what you're doing, you never got a raise. You just saved exactly what you were saving. Your million dollar day would be May 28th of 2027, which is not far away. It's nine years away. You'd be a millionaire. Uh, if you kept at this pace, and you would only be, what, 48 years old, the old lady, I never call a woman that, would be 44 years old. Uh, and by the time you retire at 67, if you kept at that pace, you would have $5.85 million with a net monthly income of $13,639 a month. But after inflation figured in, it would feel like $6,800 a month. So you essentially would be able to continue your exact same lifestyle that you're more or less living right now. Like what's really interesting about your situation is like, okay, you're at a, you're at an ice level, you're saving a lot of money, but it's almost a straight line of when you retire, you're living the, you're living the exact same lifestyle, which if you both work the best of your, rest of your career and you're comfortable with that, that's actually a really good outcome to, to you know, glide into retirement in more or less the exact same lifestyle that you're able to live now. I, that, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. But then the questions start, right? Like, well, that's great, Pete, but that's not what we want to do. One of us does not want to be continue to work right now. So how do we make that work? How are you willing to make that work? And how is she willing to make that work? That's, that's, the, that's the big question. My first thought would be to get rid of the mortgage payment by paying it off early so that when we hit retirement, that's $2,000 less a month that we have to worry about. So you've got a 4% uh, uh, 30-year fixed, is that right? Yes, sir. How, uh, how deep into it are you? How many years have you been in the house? Um, two and a half years. Uh, okay, so yeah, a while. What a 30-year fix right now, like three and a half, or 15-year fix, like three and a half percent? I think so. I'm not exactly sure what they are. Something like that. You don't keep track of uh, current mortgage rates? What's wrong with you? 
Uh, how much equity not do you have? Not necessarily on my daily routine. Wow. Uh, probably about probably about a hundred and fifty thousand dollars of equity. Mm-hmm. That's great. So I mean, you, from a percentage standpoint, like pretty good. I mean, you're you're you own well above twenty percent of your home, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Hmm. You think you'll stay in that house for a while? Another great question. Uh, I think so. I think we'll probably be here for at least another five years. You don't call it like your forever house, number one, because it might probably isn't. Number two, that's just a really annoying term. It's our forever house. That is. <laughs> <laughs> right now, someone's listening going, I literally just talked to my partner the other night about our forever house, and now you're mocking it. It's a weird term. I don't like it. Not that it matters what I think. It's a weird term. It's our forever house. Uh, Let's choose not to use that term on this show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, If you know, then you know. So this is difficult, right? Because this is like one of those things where things go well if everything stays the same. But Mm -hmm. is the desire to change worth shifting the number? Because if you shift the number... Let's say she stopped working today. Let, let's let's do this, okay? Hmm. Okay. You're putting twenty eight hundred a month towards the four hundred one k. How much of that is yours? Fifteen hundred. Oh, something like that. No, that's like twelve hundred. If you're doing fifteen percent of a hundred thousand, it's like twelve hundred and fifty a month. We'll go with that. Yep. Okay. Then you'll have three point nine million dollars at retirement. Um, Ninety one hundred dollars a uh, month and 4,500 after inflation. So it's less, I mean, it's, it's, it's substantially less $2,000 a month in today's dollars uh, for inflation. I, I wonder, is that, how does that sound? I mean, it, your income will arguably go up and you will put more percentage towards retirement, but that does definitely compromises things. It moves, it moves your million dollar day back two years which doesn't sound that bad now that we're talking about it, does it? That doesn't sound that bad, and and I guess you know at, at that age, forty five hundred dollars might be okay if we don't have the big mortgage payment. It will, and plus, it, you know, the real number is ninety one hundred. After taxes, it's ninety one hundred, but it feels like forty five hundred. Um, I, I guess what gets compromised, and, and you, I know you've had this conversation is the ability to save as aggressively for the kids' education as you are now. Yes. Huh. I don't know if the house... Nicole, bring up his house payment again, please. I could just ask you, Joe. I'm just... I'm in the mood to read right now. Uh, okay, it's... Your house payment's 2000 a month. You're $9,100 a month of income. So you're, you're, you're at about, what, 30%, close to 30% of your take-home pay going towards housing, which isn't crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean... Are you, do you live in an expensive area? Uh, it's getting more expensive. Hmm. So, yes. This is interesting. What, what does she think? What does Mrs. Joe think? Like, where, where is she? I know she, I sort of understand her desire, but what is her current Miss, solution? Yeah, Mrs. Joe does not have a current solution. She would like to keep her current lifestyle and not work. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah. I would but like she also yeah. is she is also willing to continue to work to 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 do what we want to do as a family. Oh man. How long were you guys married before you had children? 
four years. Yeah. Do you guys make the same, about the same amount of money back then that you make now? I think she made more than me back then. Oh my gosh. It's a dream. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I'm trying to find a way to make this work. I, I think we're just faced, and it's not even a harsh reality. It's not like I'm breaking bad news to you. I think you know this. It's like, it's math. It is math. Unless you take a, a pretty substantial lifestyle hit. Or, and, and, th and this is where, as a guy who's a bass fisherman as well, I, th I understand, I understand in your mind, you probably are upset that the solution currently isn't, well, I can just make more money. Do you, do you feel a little sideways about that? I feel pretty sideways about that, I yes. I know. God, man. You know, a few years ago when, when Mrs. Planner decided to stay home, it was a great success. And uh, for me, it was a great accomplishment that we were able to do it because, Joe, for three years prior... I didn't make enough money to make that happen. And it made me really upset and it, and it hurt my pride. And, uh, so I feel you. And, and even today we've been able to adjust. It's been a little easier to adjust with incomes. My income has gone up thankfully, but yeah, man, that, that is frustrating because that's sort of the hidden part of the pro the problem. You, you may tell her from time to time, you wish you made more, but at the same time, you're dealing with a business that is doing okay, and you're doing the best you can, right? Right. Hmm. It's a little frustrating. So, as a as the owner of the business, you make a hundred now. What what did you make over the last three years? Like, can you can you think back to the pay over the last three years? It's been pretty consistent over the past three years. Um, and it'll, of course, you know, it'll fluctuate, uh, up and down as the business performs differently, but I've, I've been pretty consistent in, in that hundred thousand area. Is the health insurance through you? It is through her work. Oh, geez. So that's a whole nother thing. That is, that is. Mm. Here's what's going to go down, Joe, and I can feel this. You're going to go home tonight and you're like, well, Pete says we can't do it. And then I'm the a whole, right? Which makes me feel much better. I know. That's why this show exists. So you people can blame me for things. <laughs> Look, I, I mean, I can't fix, I can't, I can't break math. And so I, I would just say right now that is not in the cards. And here's the worst part. I'm saying this to you, although I've just expressed my personal feelings and I know how you feel. The only way this gets solved is if your income goes up by about 50,000 bucks. Yep. But, you know, I would also say you don't actually have a problem. You have a good problem. Mm -hmm. I guess the, the key is to not let the good problem fester into a problem. I would agree. And, and I guess the plan is if I get my income to go up over time and then still thinking five, to 10 years out of being able to have her stop will already be in a better situation by then anyways of having the kids college savings kind of taken care of yeah here here's a couple things let's let's work on a sort of a three-year plan here for a second you've got a uh your, your three-year-old would be in kindergarten three years from now right mm -hmm. 
So there's $1,000 a month for daycare right there. So here's what's got to happen. Uh, as your pay or her pay increases going forward from this day forward, I'm about to marry you to somebody. From this day forward, if your income goes up, you have to make sure that your lifestyle does not increase a single penny. That money has to be saved penny for penny. Number two, when uh, Joe the third gets to kindergarten, uh, that thousand dollars a month you've been paying in daycare, and there may be some uh, after school care costs, penny for penny, whatever you're not spending on that must be set to the side on a monthly basis, not only to accumulate, but to make sure it isn't reabsorbed into your lifestyle. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. And over the three years, I would think one way or another, your career path starts to and become enlightened, right? I mean, you start to know what's going to happen. And that could include potentially maybe having health care at some point because of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I, 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 think, I think you can rest and say assured that over the next three years, probably she's not going to be able to stay home. And I think that's comfort to a degree because then you quit playing the guessing game and what if it's just not in the cards, at least for the next three years. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Damn it, I wish I could solve this. Hmm. I wish you could too. Wonder like, if like I would have math is math. Wonder if I would have eaten meat today. If that would have helped, because I just had vegetables. Oh man. That's sad. We'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> uh, do you have life insurance? I do have life insurance. How much? Five hundred five hundred thousand on myself and 500000 on my wife. So little, not a, it's probably not enough on you. You know? I'm in the process right now of getting that pushed up to a million. Okay, there we go. There's the number. You guys got a will? We do have a will. That's good. But back to the life insurance question. Yeah. I know you've, you've answered this question a thousand times. I don't mind. I am being pitched <laughs> on the permanent life insurance policies right now as the quote-unquote investment option yeah and leaving leaving a legacy my my idea has always just you know steer steer clear of those types of things but i guess just wanted to hear your quick opinion on that you know i I, i'll give you an answer i'm going to start my answer and it's going to sound like i'm not going to give you an answer so just stick with it don't hang up on me like if you got hit by a meteor right now or like north korea got after it you'd never hear the answer and so that'd be bad so just hang tight Um, so I'm not the person that says permanent life insurance is bad. I I just, it has its place. I don't think it has its place for you as it stands now, Mm -hmm. because it would require a pretty significant monthly premium to ensure the additional half million dollars, which means you're becoming more dependent on your income. You've got less margin and less discretionary income to mess with which makes it harder for your wife to stay home. Uh, if you were making twice the amount of money you were, or three times the amount of money you were, you've maxed out your 401ks, you're, you're, you're maxing out all these different things, and you want an additional type of tax shelter for the future, yeah, sure, that's fine. But dude, if I were you, no way, no way. Uh, but again, that's not to suggest they're all bad, it's just I would not, if I was your financial advisor, I would definitely not recommend that. 
Okay, no, that's that's kind of what I was already thinking, anyways. <sighs> that's a good question, though. Uh, what else? Any other? I'd say I'd answer bass fishing questions, but I know nothing. I literally know nothing. Every time I catch a fish, it is complete luck, zero skill. But can I answer any fishing questions for you? I don't think so. Do you have any fishing questions for me? Pro I have all day. I mean, like, look, I, here's the problem, though. <laughs> if I start asking them, people switch off the podcast. I had someone ask the other day if they wanted to, uh, if, if they could advertise on our podcast. And we were like, oh, sure, we hear our rates or whatever. Uh, they're like, all right, we want to put a seven-minute clip of our podcast in the middle of your podcast. And I, yeah, it's sort of a hard no. You know what I mean? It's sort of a, you know, hard no. It's sort of weird. Like, if you're listening to my podcast, Joe, and then all of a sudden you hear, like, maybe it was like a Japanese anime podcast for seven minutes, would that be weird? That'd be a little weird. I'd probably change. But if it was a seven-minute bass fishing podcast, it's like you found gold. I would turn it up. <sighs> Let me see if I have any bass fishing questions for you. Um, do you have a boat? I do have a boat. You have a boat? It's a little boat. It doesn't matter. The size doesn't matter. It's the ocean of the... Never mind. Uh, I got it. I've never been on a fishing boat. Ever. I fish on a that shore. That doesn't make sense. No, I know. How can you be addicted to bass fishing and never been on a boat? I fish in Carmel retention ponds. In Carmel, Carmel, Indiana is sort of a, a, a ritzy community. The fish swim in private schools. I mean, it's like, it's just a weird, like I fish in retention ponds. And I caught a four pounder in like a public lake. It was really a retention pond. I've never really oh, been fishing. Well, at least, you know, it makes it easier to catch when, when they're a captive audience like that. There is, but, I mean, they still run the okey-doke on me. I've never been on a boat. I've had some listeners and readers offer to go out on their boats, and I'll probably do it this spring if I'm ever home. But, man, I don't even know. I mean, I don't even know. So I'm so sad right now. Thanks, Joe, for this. No, no problem. <laughs> What's your favorite YouTube fisherman? that is a good question there's a group of guys well I, i'm going to be plugging somebody else if that's okay i don't get the guggen squad i assume you're going to say them there's a, there's a group of guys uh called geo or, or that go under the name geovass oh and they they travel around the world doing big adventure fishing shows this. and it's it's pretty awesome do you ever watch uh, like john b that's sort of my jam i i know who you're talking about but i don't really watch him yeah He's like, here's the creepy thing. He's like this 21-year-old kid making hundreds of thousands of dollars on YouTube making bass fishing videos. And I watch him religiously like, you know, it's, it's a little nutty. I, it's a sad, I, what I've just said aloud is the saddest moment of my life, what I've just said. I think that's maybe why I don't watch him is because I might be a little bit jealous of, of, what, of what he gets to go do it's, every day. Yeah, this is the worst moment of my life. Joe, thanks for being part of it. I'm, I'm glad I could help. And I had vegetables for lunch. All right, I got to end the show because if I don't, I'm going to quit my job. <laughs> Joe, I wish you the best of luck. Your wife cannot stay home. Tell her it's my fault. And someday, someday, maybe we'll have the opportunity to dip our rods in the water together. Wait, is that... Seems... That's a little, that's a little creepy to say as well, but it sounds great. Let's go play a little grab bass. All right. Grab bass. <laughs> I got to go. All right, Joe. Thanks, man. Thank you. If you want to be on my show and talk bass fishing, 
We can do it. Do you want to talk about vegetables? I'll try. That's a good problem to have, the Joe. Joe had a good problem. But you know what? I wrote a column about this recently. Sometimes people got good problems and they turn them into real problems because they try to get cute. As long as Joe doesn't get cute, he'll be fine. If he tries to make it work when there's just no mathematical solution, it will not end well. And I'll tell you, as a, as a, I don't, let's not get weird with gender here, but I, I have felt like I have failed my wife before because I could not deliver uh, a request for, for her to have the ability to stay home with her children when they were super young. That it's, uh, I don't really talk about this. I've never talked about this. That is my, uh, one of the times I've been most disappointed with myself in my, in my life. Um, so I get it, right? You just want to deliver on that. You want to feel like you can solve every problem, but you are doing your family a disservice if you do it anyway. Do the math and go grab some bass. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money life, then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Log on. This is for information purposes only. This is not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Released from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me ET or to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Uh, salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings hey, from a faraway land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, trying can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, Salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home, filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol, stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed, glide with ease, creating a breeze they call a black hole, event horizon, no rear view concerns. This I adjourn, and beats I burn, I burn, I burn. This I adjourn, 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 adjourn,